everyone. Welcome back to Fuck Kitty Party. What's going on? How are you doing? Pretty alright. Yourself? I heard some stuff about you. I heard some stuff about you. Oh, what stuff you heard about me first? No, I, don't, I don't get into that. Oh, God. Okay, whatever. I don't care what you heard about me. It ain't true. Or it might be true. Whatever. Fuck it. Uh, What I heard about you, though, was that today, today is the day. They don't have court on Sundays. That's not what I'm... What? That's not what I'm talking about. Oh. I'm talking about that I heard that come to think of it comes back today. Yes. Yes, it does. Yay. Run on over to wherever you get your podcast. Yes. Uh, if you're listening to this, probably just switch after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot I'm telling people on a podcast site to go to their podcast site. Yes. Yeah, check us out. Come to think of it. Man, yes. some out of coming back. With a whole new season of fuckery. Super excited for that. I don't even know what the first episode is. Yep, nobody does. Oh, God. I hope you know. Oh, I do. Okay, so mine knows. Again, as as we discussed once before. Oh, dear. I don't let things like that circulate even oh, within the company. Whatever. I, I know the episodes. I know what's, what's, what's going on You know what's recorded. You just don't know what's going out. That's all right. I know enough. Or how it sounds before it hits the air. I never know how anything sounds. So you, you put... Random sound bites and this stuff and all kind of things I and foolery and fooly wang and shenanigans and whatever. It's almost like I produce things. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway. Oh, so before we forget, please do go over there and check out their episode. They've been on hiatus for a bit and yeah, a few uh, months now. Yeah, Tommy and Samad were working on some pretty great stuff. Um, Although I don't know, I haven't heard the finished product, I do know what they were working on, and it is absolutely awesome. So please, please, please go check them out. I feel like you guys are going to like it. I think so, too. If you liked any of the episodes in the first season, you'll like the second Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And I, I even make a little guest appearance inadvertently on that. Yes, on one of that the episodes. was great. <laughs> I can't just going to have to listen. It, and yes. Just an FYI, that is not the first episode. It's not. Uh, but it was... Uh, See, I know that when, when I know when that one's coming out, but uh, that that I made a guest guest appearance. I, I I didn't plan on it. You didn't plan on it. It just kind of happened. We didn't plan on much of anything that happened in that episode. That was great. Uh, I I'll tell you, <laughs> it, it's not fun trying to edit everything and get all the the background noise corrected and everything. Yeah. Our levels right. Yeah. All the all of the things are just boring. Yeah. But that episode, it was actually fun to edit. <laughs> Listening to the garbage. Okay. <laughs> that was spouted yes. and spewed yes. and left on the table oh, and man, it was it was a lot of fun there's well, at one point there's five of us yes five of us yes uh it was crazy drinking while recording is not always a good move man let me tell you <laughs> they gave me so many ideas oh god yes so, yes i i, I mm, yep you should definitely do that one. Homeboy was so messed up. Oh my god, that was awful. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh-huh. This should make it more interesting to folks who haven't heard. Okay. Uh, our one of our guests. We have two guests. One of them is uh, pro Trump. Ah. Uh, like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> See, I missed that part of the conversation because if I was there, like I have questions. Yeah. Um. You know. Which is probably why you weren't there. Yeah. Probably for the best too. I'm very open-minded, so I, I want to hear like your perspective. Why do you feel the way you feel about him and all of those things? And uh, I didn't get to uh, hear that part. I heard. No. I mean, I, I asked the question. Good. And you know, I throw my regular jabbery in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I expected the kid to have 
a better answer than he did, but he tries. He tries very hard. He's not just, well, Trump is the man. That's why I grab him by the pussy. Like, nothing like that. Yeah. So, um, I missed all of that. Oh, man. I feel like, to be fair to the guy, he had already drank a little too much, <laughs> and it was starting to come on by the time we got into the Trump stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Well. That's not this week, but uh, stay tuned. It's coming up. Yes. When I got there for that episode is when things were going downhill, and <sighs> it went downhill fast and it was so funny man <sighs> listen we took, we took a five minute break for about 45 minutes <laughs> this motherfucker couldn't get his stuff together it was great it, it was great so anyway be sure to go over there and check out come to think of it and then when you're done you can send tommy an email at come to think of it and tell him that heidi sent you over there and you like this shit well you didn't like it because that's okay you can tell him you didn't like it i love hearing how people don't like it yes he... all right like when, when we put stuff out we assume that people are gonna like it yeah um or else you know why would you listen to our trash <laughs> right so I, I love feedback from either side but i really appreciate the derogatory things people say <gasps> uh it just warms my heart well be sure to uh check that out uh after you finish listening to this here because we got some stuff for you too so <clears throat> let them have it baby <laughs> last week we uh we talked about reproductive rights damn sure did and we talked about abortion how it may or may not be you know the op- best option for people um how it might be a good option for people who are not financially or emotionally ready to support a child or children or whatever yes again just like last week i want to stress that that's that's important mm-hmm. you have not just financially you have to be emotionally prepared right some people just know they ain't got it in them right and and this episode actually we we're going to talk about uh, a family that may not have been well we know for sure was not financially uh ready for a child yeah um but also uh definitely not emotionally um so we'll get into that in a little bit but after that episode i had someone reach out to me um this person works at an OBGYN's office uh-huh. and um she told me that uh most OBs do not bring you in to their office before eight weeks eight weeks yes so the law they tried to push in Texas was for six exactly so by the time you could even go see an OB uh-huh. you're already two weeks out of the deadline yes um then they do some genetic testing on the fetus to determine you know whether it's genetically sound you know whatever the situation is because there yeah. are issues that come along with pregnancy sometimes and that's not done until 10 weeks 10 weeks so if you 4 weeks out exactly so if it was something that was super super severe that you could not move forward with the pregnancy because of whatever the issue is at 10 weeks it's too late so just wanted to that put just that makes out it extra ridiculous yeah. like clearly these lawmakers have no idea about uh-huh. what's going on absolutely how things work right so i just wanted to uh share that information thank you very much for that uh tidbit like i told you guys i'm always hearing from people i'm always getting some opinions and uh, different information all the time and i feel like you know when you get certain things it's worth sharing so thank you i appreciate you so much for that little tidbit Woo! <laughs> make sure you add that soundbite in there which soundbite the woo yes <laughs> <laughs> it'll be there all right <laughs> no not the woo the, never mind i'm just talking about that anyway moving forward yeah this is not a podcast about pop smoke no not talk about the woo. <laughs> this is not a podcast about the woo tang that that oh or nope never mind anyway <laughs> <laughs> to my homies from my previous employer mm-hmm. y'all know what the woo is mm-hmm. 
Oh. Anybody who wants to know, you can reach out to Tommy. Um, yeah. I'm not touching Come that to one. Come to think of it at yahoo.com. There you go. We're going to use that email and keep uh, it all the way ratchet. Yes. I, I will definitely be listening for that one because I want to hear. Anyway, moving forward. So, <clears throat> in last week's episode, we talked about, one of the things that we brought up, I should say, was uh, pro-birth versus pro-life. Yes. And difference. Yes. And I understand that. You know, you wouldn't necessarily want to encourage people to have an abortion. Like, that's not the first choice. Right. No, nobody wants to preach, kill babies. Right. That's a terrible message. It's, it's not going to go over well. That's not what we're preaching either. We're just preaching choice, options. That's what we're talking about. Absolutely. Um, but the concern is, what happens to children that are being born and suffering under poor living conditions? That's the thing that I, I keep trying to harp on. I feel like that's such a bigger problem. Yes. Than giving a woman a choice. Yes. About abortion. Yes. I realize that it's a life or, you know, whatever your argument is. Uh-huh. I hear you. Uh-huh. But taking care of the kids who are already here, way more important yes. than telling a woman that you're not going to allow her to do something. Right. So why don't you not allow her to beat her kids? I don't know if that's the solution either, my dear. Well, I mean, it's already illegal. It still uh-huh. happens. Uh-huh. I'm just saying maybe some of the people who do things like that ought to be beat as uh, a proper government punishment. Well, listen to this. You, you, we're talking about these poor living conditions, right? So according to a 2020 uh, annual, it's a 2020 annual homeless assessment report to Congress. Yes. On a single night, there are roughly 580,000 people who are homeless. Over half a million. Yes. Of those people, 172,000 are family, are families. 172,000 thousand people yes yes and there are tons of these children that uh live with homeless families that are unaccounted for by the system and tend to disappear whether it's due to drugs or you know something a little bit more nefarious yeah we know there's a lot of reasons for people to come up missing Mm -hmm. so uh according to im i'm sorry icmec.org canada has thirty nine thousand missing children reported in 2020 that's a lot in the united kingdom it's sixty five thousand Wow. Wait. What are they doing over there? Wait, wait, wait. In India, it's 111,000. What? But in the United States, in 2020, there was 365 children reported missing. That's a a thousand kids a day. Yes. A thousand kids a day. Yes. Are are we just throwing them away? Did you leave your kid somewhere by accident and forgot you had it? (sighs) there's a lot a thousand a day that's a lot of children that's a lot of children i feel like if there's not enough police to to help with a thousand kids a day coming up missing there we're isn't. doing something wrong or perhaps they're doing something wrong maybe you should beat black people less and hunt for kids more just saying i mean that's one idea yep. <laughs> sign. so um i also looked a little bit deep more deeply into child abduction so in 2020, they're saying that there's 400,000 kids that were abducted in uh, last year. 400,000. Yes. Um, oh, oh, I I get it. Because missing. Right. And and abdu- all right, like uh, the 400,000 they know have been abducted. Right. The 365,000 is just like missing. We don't know exactly what happened. Right. So we can only say missing. Right. So you're looking at close to a million kids a year. Yes. Absolutely horrendous. Um. So some of the things to keep in mind with regards to this, and, I, and the, the next couple of stats that I got came from safeatlast.co, that's CO. Uh, Eight million children per year are reported missing worldwide. Eight million 
children. That's crazy. Teenagers are the most commonly abducted age group. Makes sense. Less than 1% of those children that are abducted are abducted by strangers. You hear that too. Mm-hmm. It's almost always someone that the family knows. Right. Uh, 57% of those who are abducted by strangers are returned home. That, that's uh, that's oddly a, higher than yeah, I expected. So actually. did I. I thought it would be less, but it, it is. Yeah, I mean, more. hey, good for that 57% of scumbags who just turn it around before, you know, annihilating a family. I guess that's a way to look at it. <clears throat> I mean, you've already ruined it. Yeah. But it could be worse at that point. I, I guess. Better um, than the other 43%. Which is awful. That's, that's yes. still really high. It is. That's really high. Um, one in six runaways are likely to become victims of child sex trafficking. I, I believe that 100%. I believe it's more. I think there's a lot more sex trafficking going on than that's being accounted for. I mean, there's a lot of runaways, too. Yeah. Did you ever look I mean, in Walmart? They have this, the wall of kids that ran away. You ever seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's disturbing to me every time i see it it's always it's mostly teenagers that i, I as like the stat says you usually see teenagers yeah. up there but it's, it's very troublesome um and almost all children that are abducted by strangers were taken by men which is an odd stat you think, think so yeah because men don't really want kids to have kids like you don't hear about uh men going and stealing a baby unless they stole yeah. it for their girlfriend their lover their right. wife whatever right but like that's a, a female thing. So, you know, it's so nefarious when when you think about why these guys are abducting kids. Exactly. Why it's always men. Exactly. It's always something horrible. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so in last season, in our episode about human trafficking, we talked about ways to keep yourself safe. And a lot of these tips don't apply just to adults. It also apply to children. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You should teach your kids at an early age about stranger danger and ways to keep themselves safe if they were ever put in a situation where someone's trying to lure them away or, you know, whatever. I think after listening to this episode and uh, make sure you listen to Come to Think of It, after that, you can go back to the human trafficking and hear uh, our conversation on that. Man, that that's definitely... so important. If if y'all feel like you don't have what it takes to keep yourself safe, like you need the advice, mm-hmm. don't even listen to Come to Think of It first. Go over there and check that out because it's that important. Yeah. It's that important to teach the the people around you and your children especially mm-hmm. how to stay safe. Yeah. I talk to my daughter about it all the time. And you know, kids don't think that anything can happen to them. They, they no. think they're immune to everything. But it's really important to keep telling them and reminding them and reminding them of the things that they have to do, what to look out for. Don't talk to this person. Don't talk to that person. Be careful who you talk to online. Don't, you know, you know what I mean? There's so yeah. many, there's so many factors. And one of the most important things that I tell young people a lot when I have the chance, mm-hmm. if it feels weird, get out. Yes. It doesn't matter if they didn't do anything weird. It doesn't matter if they didn't say anything off-putting. If it feels weird, get out of there. Absolutely. Because, uh... Grooming doesn't feel weird. It seems okay. It yeah. seems nice when somebody's trying to groom you. It seems like they're being nice to you. But if you get an inkling that something is not right, you're probably right. Yeah. So I mean, sometimes that it feels weird feeling comes from why is this guy buying me earrings? Mm-hmm. Why did this guy take me for ice cream? Whatever mm-hmm. it is, like if it doesn't seem right. Yeah. It probably isn't. That was something my mom always told me as a kid. You know. If you if if it feels weird, if your gut is telling you don't do a certain thing, don't do it. And I can't tell you how many times my gut told me a certain thing and I was freaking right. I'm a new. They they always seem to, right? Hmm. Well, not all of them. Well, 
my mom. But when you hear about them, <laughs> all of the ones you hear about. Well, I can't speak for yours. I'm speaking for mine. My mother was full of wisdom. She just, at some point, became too fucked up to share it anymore. That's awful. Anyway, <clears throat> researching this episode reminded me of a story that I heard a few years ago about a missing child that really hurt my heart. Um, it's about a little girl named Relisha Rudd. You ever heard about her? I have not. Oh, well, strap in for this one, boy. So, uh, Relisha was an eight-year-old girl that was failed not just by her family, by the school, but just like in so many different ways. And she slipped through, slipped through the cracks. And before I tell the story, I want to make it clear that I'm not pointing the blame at any one person or another. There are so many layers to this story. And there are some characters that are more sketchy than others, like super, super sketch. Um, but despite all that, this little girl went missing and she could have been saved had the appropriate steps been taken. This sounds bad already. Huh? It, it is. It is awful. Um, and another thing I want to add, too, is that this story didn't really get a lot of media coverage. And I suspect that it was due to her being a marginalized individual. She came from a really poor family that resided in a shelter when she went missing. Yeah, and people like that socioeconomic background. Mm -hmm. um, that They're the people who are marginalized most. Right. Uh, be it because you're black and you live in a poor neighborhood mm -hmm. or whatever race you are. Mm -hmm. Living in a poor neighborhood gets you shitted on. Yes. A lot. Being poor gets mm -hmm. you shitted on. People don't care if you go missing. People mm -hmm. don't care if you end up addicted to drugs right. or stabbed on a street corner. They right. don't care. You're right. not news. And that's unfortunate. It really is. So let me tell you this. Let me tell you this story. I've never been news in my life, for the record. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, that's good to know because you are pretty marginalized. Um, anywho, that wasn't a sarcastic comment. That was a legit thing. You know, giving your story. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I know the story. Uh, <laughs> no, I meant like how you grew up and stuff. I wasn't like yeah, making a joke. I was being sarcastic. I was, I was poor and beat it and everything. Mm -hmm. Beat it? A, yeah, beat it. Mm, okay. <laughs> anyway. When you're poor, you're beat it. Uh, uh, all right. He's Rich like, kids get beat. Oh, God. Well, do they? Yeah. Okay. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, we canceling Christmas this year. You beat. <laughs> not talking to you let me, listen let me tell you the story about Relisha here because it's yeah, actually please really, do. it's a pretty serious story so Relisha had a really tough life everywhere I read there were teachers who were at the school that she went to that said that she was a really good uh, good student she did really well in school mm -hmm. um one of the stories I came across was from teachers that said that they would fix her hair and give her clothes and food and look out for her because they knew or at least suspected what was going on in her private life. So she was on the radar from the start. Really. Yes. Uh, apparently, some of the teachers reported the neglect, and there were some instances that occurred between the school and Relisha's mother, Shamika. Mm. But it's not clear if there were ever any attempts made to remove Relisha or her siblings from Shamika's care. Okay. Now that's... Yeah. That, that's not bad right off the bat. No. Like, I, I mean, as, again, as a kid who got beat it, and neglected. I know how the school can try to interfere and interrupt in your family's life. Mm -hmm. And my parents weren't having that shit at all. I right. mean, obviously they were the beaters. But uh, mm. <laughs> uh, even if you're not, especially if you're not abusing your kids, having that kind of call can make you heated really fast. Right. And that, I mean, that gives them all the fuel that they need to, you know, take shots back at you. You're a poor parent because you couldn't talk to the principal about how right. you think you're beating your kid half to death. Right. 
But I think I remember you telling me a story uh, where a teacher had asked you some questions and you kind of like played it off like nothing was wrong. Yeah, I had to do that a lot. Yeah. A lot. Uh, you know how many times I fell off my skateboard? I'm sure. So many. Hmm. And you know how many skateboards I owned as a kid? None. Zero. I because I wasn't it. allowed to have a skateboard. Right. <laughs> I, know, I believe it. Well, that seems to be kind of the uh, situation with Felicia some, somewhat. But it seems like she made it known that she didn't want to be at uh, with her mother. But right, know. yeah, these teachers are helping by doing her hair, giving her yeah. clothes and food. Like they know something's going on. She yeah. was opening up at least a little bit to yes. somebody. Yes. And uh, I know what that's like. You know, I, I didn't have teachers doing my hair. Well, different. But, you know, uh, I did have a teacher who bought me a brand new Jansport backpack when mm. them bad boys were popping out there mm -hmm. uh, because I showed up every day with a, a plastic one that I had for the last three grades I was in. Wow. And I was always losing stuff out of it. She felt bad for me. Mm -hmm. uh, teachers try to, you know, get my parents to take handouts and stuff. Hmm. Uh, of course, they always said no. But, you know, that intervention, like some, some of those people really care. Right. And it seems like the teachers did care about her. So I, I want to make it clear again as I continue with the story. It does seem like they care. It does seem like some efforts were made, but it wasn't enough. Yeah. So, in the early 2000s, the eviction rates in the area of Washington, D.C., where Relisha and her family lived, were really high. And her mother had been kicked out of several apartments, and so the whole family was in and out of shelters. Um, they stayed with families, but ultimately, they ended up in a homeless shelter in D.C. known as D.C. General Family Shelter, okay. which is notoriously like a shitty place. Um, I thought you were going to say notorious for having superheroes from the D.C. universe. No, dear. Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. Okay. Well, don't sigh at me. I sigh at you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. The dog sighs at both of us. Yes. <laughs> um, so, D.C. General uh, Family Shelter used to be a, a hospital. Okay. Um, it was one of the largest in the area, housing hundreds of families. Um, but because it was an old hospital and it wasn't very well maintained... The heat didn't work often. What? And there was wildlife living Stop. in the shelter. Yeah, there was raccoons and all kinds of. You just gonna roll up, all kinds stand of in line next to the raccoon for yes. something to eat. Yes. No it, heat in there. You might as well sleep out under the fucking bridge. Well, that was, I guess you if you have kids, it's a little different. Like you can just kind of stay awake all night and mm. kick the raccoons off your children. Yeah. Well, but like wow, man. Yeah, it was awful. Get together, place. DC. It was an awful place. But as an aside, it was shut down in 2018. Okay. Which is good. I mean, that, that seems like a lot. Yeah. Like, they got away with a lot of stuff in them years. Yeah, they did. Pretty much. Um, so, like I mentioned before, Relisha was really good at school and well-liked by the, the staff at the school. Yeah. Um, and I really wish that more was done for her because, it, obviously, there was something very wrong. Um, in 2014, uh, she started missing school. And it seems like it started off as a day here and a day there. Mm. Then it became like a week here and a week there. How it always goes. Then the longest time it was for two to three weeks she was missing from school. So, as the school should, they reached out to the city for what I for a wellness check. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure why it took so long. Like, why did why was it like a week here and a week there, and then two to three weeks, and they were finally like, okay, we got to do something. If you can tell by looking at her that something was wrong, yeah. Why did they not act on that a little bit sooner? I see that. That's relative to the area they're in and the situation. Uh, some some school policies don't allow you to do things like that. Like you can go to, I mean, as a teacher, you have a boss, right? So you can go to your boss and say, you know, I think so and so's got an issue. Like we should say something. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's really on them. You, as a teacher, you you can get in trouble hmm. for just you know 
going above somebody and doing something, whether you're right or not, you're risking your job. So some of these people, they may have said something and nothing was done because of school policy or sometimes uh, when you when you contact the city or the state, uh, they don't respond right away because Mm -hmm. a lot of kids miss two to three weeks of school. What if she had measles? What if her parents went on vacation and didn't tell you because, you know, they don't want to hear it, whatever it is. But I mean, sometimes you get a, a, a social worker out there the very next day at your house. It's right. happened to me before. Uh, but other times, like people call, nothing happens. Nothing happens. Well, something that should be noted along with this is that apparently child services have been involved in religious life since she was about two years old. Okay. I mean, that should have made a difference. That should have made a difference to me. Um, the reason why they were involved, and, and I have to quote this, was due to unexplained injuries that a toddler should not have. That's not very specific at all. I'm not really sure what it means, but I think I can figure it out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know exactly what happened, but yeah, I'm pretty but sure I know pretty much what happened. Yeah, I know th- enough to know that somebody should have got slapped the fucking shit out that, of that. Slap is not the only thing that should have been done. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I believe the case was open at the time that Relisha went missing. So are schools supposed to know that, that there's social workers involved in a child's life? No. They don't know that. Uh, even if uh, it's serious enough to let the principal and guidance counselor know, mm-hmm. uh, that's not something that they're supposed to pass along to the teachers. Huh. Uh, even if you're the one who called, uh, the state is under no obligation to let you know whether or not they did anything about it. Wow. Um, when social workers and you know social services were involved in my parents' life and mine, mm-hmm. uh, the school had no idea. Wow. And when I was young, I wasn't a problem at school. Mm-hmm. So they just thought, you know, this is pretty bad. You get abused, right. whatever. Uh, but they didn't they didn't have any idea that the state was involved, that they could have called the state and said, hey, this kid's involved with y'all. Mm. And we suspect this is happening. They didn't have anything. They, they didn't know anything. Wow. Well, well. <sighs> Either way, after she'd been missing for this long period of time, somebody finally reached out to the family for a wellness check. And they were told that Relisha was really sick and she was under a doctor's care. So that person asked for proof that she was ill. And a few days later, they received a call from a doctor, a man named Dr. Tatum. So Dr. Tatum tells them that she's very sick with this neurological disorder. And they asked the doctor for records and details on the condition. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll provide you with the information. Uh, I can provide you with the records. You just got to go over to the shelter where she lives and pick it up. Okay. Get this shit. So when they get to the shelter now, they ask for the paperwork and they're told that there's nothing there for Relisha. No paperwork, okay. no nothing. And that the only Tatum that they know is a man named Khalil Tatum, who was a janitor at the shelter. Ah, uh, stop it. Yes. So let me tell you about Khalil Tatum. Okay. So, I mean, let's, let's have it. All right. Let's so, find out what this doctor got. Khalil Tatum, <laughs> well, he was not a doctor because he's a janitor. Um, he was a friend of Shamika. Alicia's mother. All right, makes sense now. And Shamika had told her family that uh, Khalil would take her to his house to play with his grandchildren. Stop it. And it seems that the family questioned Shamika's relationship to Tatum and questioned why okay. Tatum would be spending alone time with her. And he was a man of 51 years old. Wow. I don't know about you. That's a red fucking flag to me. Yes. Uh-huh. Um. But it seemed that when the family would question Relisha about, you know, her time with Tatum, she would say she enjoyed spending time with him. Um, 
I think he was grooming her. They say grooming victims. Yes. Often enjoy their time we, with their groomer. Exactly what we had said before. Because um, based on what I read, he would buy her gifts. He would take her shopping. He would take her to get her nails done. But here's another fucking red flag. He only took Relisha. He didn't take her siblings, which were boys. She had siblings? Mm-hmm. She did. I'm not sure how many, but from what I got, it was uh, more than one. And they were male. Okay. So he only took Relisha. Wow out never the boys and she would spend nights and weekends with him which not okay because he is not related to her by blood no, that's, that sounds like she was sold it sounds fucking weird and the mother was okay with this like she knew what was going on like she i don't, I don't say she knew what was going on like you know if there was more than what just the grooming stuff man but she knew like her child was going over there and spending time with him and all of these things and she was okay with that so in my opinion, like you said, that sounds like he was using her for, you know, sexual or you know, some kind it of seems like she or... had a drug problem to me. Yes, I, I, I got I read somewhere about that. And I, I didn't really want to bring it up so much because I didn't really get enough detail to say for sure. But it does seem like she had a drug problem or some kind of uh, mental issue. OK, not 100 percent sure about that. So please don't quote me on it. But that's uh, just what I was getting from uh, something that I had. That's just skimmed. what I've. I've gathered from the story so mm-hmm. far. Like this sounds like classic drug addled behavior. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, aside from his criminal history that he had, uh, there was nothing that was involving children, but apparently he was known to hang out with some of the younger girls at the shelter. When they said younger, I don't know how young, but apparently right. I, I'm going to assume it was under 18. I don't know if it was the same, you know, eight, like yeah. militia, but I mean, I would imagine maybe, I don't know. The under 18 thing. I mean. Yeah, I got you. So after they figure out this whole thing that um, about uh, Khalil Tatum not being a doctor, uh, they finally get the police involved. And the police meet with Shamika, who said that Relisha was with Dr. Tatum because she was still ins- insisting that he was a doctor at a medical convention in Atlanta. Took and that she, listen, that's 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 definitely trafficking because um, he was taking her across state lines. Mm-hmm. Um at a medical convention in, in Atlanta and she wasn't sure when they would be back. And she sp- she said she spoke with Relisha a few days before that and everything was okay. Oh, just I, a few days ago. I have to say, as a mom, ain't no fucking way. No, none of that is okay. My daughter is 11 years old and if she goes Man. somewhere, first of all, I know who she's with. I know where that person lives. I know how to get in contact with them. I know what I need to do to go bang the door down if, if necessary. There's no way that you're letting your child be carried across state lines by someone who they're they're not related to by blood. And you're like, oh, I spoke with her like a week ago. She's fine. And you're backing that person up as a doctor. Oh, get the fuck out of you're here. You're backing the janitor up as a doctor who took your kid to Atlanta. That shit really disturbed me. That really disturbed me. Again, from the mom from a mom perspective. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Ain't no way. Whatever, whatever happened, the mother is complicit. I think so. Like, there's there's no way around that. By this point in the story, there's no way around it. Yes. She's complicit in everything that happened. Yes. That yes. So, uh, what ended up happening? They ended up finding some video footage of Relisha with Tatum at a hotel. Then they found some footage for the day after of him at a hardware store buying contractor trash bags, a shovel, and a bag of lime. Oh. <laughs> Come on. Yes. Then they found footage of him at a park. 
So after they found that footage, because they're still looking for him at this point because he's yeah. you know on the run, um, they go to the park and they search for Tatum and they search for Alicia, but they don't find anything. After that, they find some footage of him at another hotel, and he's walking. They see they see him walking into a hotel room with four people. Um, I think he was one of the four. Okay. Um, because then they say that they have footage of only three people walking out of the room. It seemed that they had spoken with those people, and I don't know how much information they fa- they got from them. It wasn't that's not public record. That must be something the police are holding on to. Okay. Um. And still no kid. Still no kid. Then later that night, after after the three people leave the room, later that night they sh- they have footage of Tatum going back to the same room with his wife. He was married, by the way. Um. Extra wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, his, he was married to his wife for twenty three or 24 years oh man so they uh might have been a scumbag too. i don't i, I don't know because yeah, i don't want to jump right to it Mm-mm. i don't know I, I i can't say whether or not because the next morning they found her body in the room the wife yes dead wow uh-huh. okay so she did not know what happened maybe she did i mean she might have known about the abuse but doesn't sound like she knew the kid was dead i don't know or maybe she suspected something or maybe he told her and then she was like you know what i'm gonna tell or something yeah, it definitely sounds like she put him in a corner right there. Maybe. Because um, then about a week later, they found his body. Man. He was dead. He shot himself in the head. Either That's way, however that, whatever happened between him and his wife, whatever it was, Relisha has never been found. They still never found her. No. This happened in 2014. We are in 2021. They have not found her. That's Tatum is awful. dead. The mother's not talking. What? She shouldn't be breathing. Uh, um, I don't know how you get away with that. I'm, I you don't You just know. sent your your kid with somebody who ended up buying a murder kit in Atlanta and then killing his wife. Exactly. Uh, and then killing himself. And then killing himself. So if they didn't find that murder kit next to the wife, pretty sure he used it for yes. the little kid. Yes. Man. So was he paying her? Like, did he pay her for the child? Like, it sounds suspected? that way. Well, that, that, that whole situation is awful. That child is eight years old. That's not fair. No. So you know, I have to bring it back around to the whole conversation about abortion. You might not think that abortion is right, but there are some people that are just not fit to be parents. It is what it is. It's, it's the truth of the situation. I, I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. I, I, it, the, it is what it is. That kid could have been spared all that. She could have been spared. Like we talked about last week when we talked about trying to adopt. Even when you see children, you want to help them. This, the way the system is set up, it's so difficult to even try to help. Yeah. Why can't I just see a child and be like, you know what? I'm going to take this kid in. I'm going to take care of this child. I have the finances. I have proof that I'm a good person. I have a job. I have a, this, yeah. I have that. Why do you have to pay to prove yeah. that you can take care of kids? You have the people who want to be foster parents because they want the money, not because they want to take care of the kids. Uh-huh. It's just so much BS. So <clears throat> I wanted to tell the story. For all of the militias that are out there, because we know for a fact that this is not an isolated incident. We know of how Absolutely many children not. that are, are, are suffering under these circumstances with parents that don't take care of them. Tommy was a child that was raised in a situation like that where he wasn't well cared for, which is unfortunate. It wasn't his choice. You didn't ask to be here. No, I didn't ask to be there. I didn't ask for any of that stuff to happen. Right. And uh, my story ended, obviously, a lot differently. Yep. But uh, I knew kids who it didn't end differently for. Right. So it's not about being rich or poor, being highly educated, or only having a first grade education. We all go no. through struggles, and there are things that need to be set in place to help those that are in need. 
there are tons of children that slip through the cracks and fixing the problem doesn't start doesn't start with making abortion legal or illegal no there are too many people that slip through the cracks and too many of those people are children the issue with abortion doesn't fix the bigger problem that we have in this country which is poverty we got these lawmakers that have money have their own health care and ways to fix their issues that the average person does not have access to they have their own health care yeah they don't have the issues that we have the things you can and cannot have it's it's totally different they're immune to all that stuff they threw on you uh, when they made it illegal to not have health care. Exactly. So here we are sitting around arguing about vaccines and abortion and totally disregarding the fact that the officials can make decisions that affect us directly, but that they're immune to. So all I'm asking you to do is pay attention to the bigger pictures. Are the people that are putting, are the people that we're putting in office really out there to help us? No, they're out there to help themselves. themselves. They're Absolutely. out here making money. They're helping these these companies that are really just businesses who act like this guy Tatum. Yeah. Like they take advantage of everything. They hurt people. They mm-hmm. uh, they make life as horrible as you can make it for people sometimes. And they're the ones who control our government. You talk- and look at Monsanto. Huh. Yes, absolutely. Last week we talked about Governor Abbott and some of the officials that are against uh, vaccine, against the masks, against yeah. this, against that. And they have their children that are in schools where they're safe, where they don't have to worry about being exposed to COVID because they have to wear a mask or they have to do this or they have to do that. And the average child in a school, they're like, oh no, they don't need it. Just throwing them out to the wolves. Yeah. Stuff like that yeah. is crazy. When you're worried about, you're talking about people, you don't want people to have abortion. Okay, fine. That's not what you want. But what about welfare? What about what they should have access to? And then you're saying, oh, well, welfare is being, people are manipulating the system when they use welfare. You gotta pick a struggle. For real. If you're not going to if you're not going to allow women to make the choices that they want to make with regards to abortion and their or their reproduction or whatever the case is, what are you doing to help outside of that? What's the next step then? That's where we need the most help. Yes. Yes. There's, there's no next step. They don't have anything figured out that actually helps people. Yeah. After you're not allowed to have an abortion. Right. They just throw all of the solutions that are broken at you and say, figure it out. Figure it out. And what about people who are not mentally capable of doing so? Uh-huh. Obviously, Relisha's mother had a lot of issues that she needed help with. Whether it was drugs or mental incapacity. Whatever it is. She definitely had issues. Those children needed help. All of them. I don't know what the situation is with Relisha's brothers. I, I, don't, I didn't see anything about them. But I, I can't really believe that Relisha was the only person that was suffering un- in this situation um we don't know what was going on with her brothers right they needed help all of them the mother definitely all the way down so man to be a kid and see your your sibling mm-hmm. going through that mm-hmm. no matter how much you try to hide it from them kids mm-hmm. if they didn't know it before she came up missing they know it now they know it now yep they figured it out pretty quick i saw some um I, I, I didn't want to get into this uh, too much either, but I did see that the police had approached um, Relisha's mother and sister. And it seems like they were trying to, I want to say cover for her because they I think they know a little bit more about what's going on with her mentally or whatever the case is. Um, but then she threw her mom under the bus and wow, all, all kinds of stuff. It's just a oh, real... Oh, Shamika. Shamika's Sh- mom and Sh- sister. Uh, yes. I'm sorry. Shamika's gotcha. mom and sister. Yes. Um, 
and they, they uh, she threw her mom under the bus, and it, it was just a whole wow. a whole messy situation. Um, I don't know, guys. That that this whole the whole story really bothers me. Um, and and those part of the reasons why I think that people should consider the other side when you're arguing this pro life pro-choice thing really think mm -hmm. about the people who are are suffering it's not just you not everybody is as fortunate as you are to be able to have the help that you need a lot of people don't have access to the appropriate mental health the emotional whatever it is they don't have the access to it and um those are things that uh, should be considered absolutely anyway i'm tired <laughs> 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 that was just draining um yeah it's an emotional drain to yeah, talk about yeah something as horrible as that absolutely and to see that i mean we come you, you can sit with a group of people and come up with solution after solution after solution even if they're just ideas that just make sense to you and that group of people mm -hmm. but somehow the government can't seem to figure it out they don't yeah or, or don't care i don't know which one it is i i don't know I can sit down and talk to you about it and give you my two cents. I can talk to somebody else who disagrees with me. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, what are our lawmakers doing to help us? That that's all. That's what I'm trying to point out. What what are they doing that's going to help the situation? There are so many problems that we have in this country, and it's not just one thing. They just want to slap a bandaid on one thing, and let the fucking person bleed out on the other side because you you didn't you know you didn't do the right things. You didn't make the uh, come to the right uh, solutions or try to fix. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. Our campaign donations don't come from companies who appreciate you. So the things that'll help you aren't important. Right. That's what they tell you every time they slap the Band-Aid on something. Mm -hmm. Every time they tell you that uh, that's not a real problem. Black folks aren't marginalized. Oh. You know why? Because there aren't enough black businesses to give them enough money to care about black people. Right. The, it's all about the money. You guys... Voting is so important, especially at the, the local and state level, mm -hmm. because these are the people who care for you directly. Right. These are the people who are not just in charge of you from a government standpoint, but they're in charge of what's going to be available to you and your kids if ever you're in a crisis. Maybe maybe you've never had to go through that. Maybe you've never been poor. Maybe you never went hungry. Maybe your kids came up great and whatnot because you live in a great neighborhood, but not everybody does. Mm -hmm. When you roll through that neighborhood that you're like, oh God, gotta lock my lock my doors and put up or, uh, put up my windows and whatnot because you're afraid to be there. It's people who live there. Right. How do you think they feel? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like it's just, it, it's all about, you know, you talk to people and they have this idea that this is what I think, this is what I feel, and this is right, and mm -hmm. what you're saying is wrong. I just want people who... I want people to hear the other side. Just get a different perspective. And that's all I'm trying to offer. There's nothing wrong with that. That's all. If you're an adult and you can't listen to someone else's opposing opinion without being a jackass about it. Right. There's something wrong with you. Yeah. Oh, we got plenty of unfollows for the uh, abortion uh, conversation. Did we? Yeah. But I, I stay. Well, I maintain my argument. Pro-choice. That is what it is. If you don't want to hear an opposing view, feel free to just go along your merry way. It's not going to hurt our feelings at all. Not even a little. Not even a little bit. Uh, I stand behind supporting people, real people. So if you don't like that, you know, you can go. You know where the exit is. You know where the unfollow you, is. You can disagree all you like, and you can voice that. But, I mean, if that if something like that makes you unfollow, 
don't fucking like you anyway. <laughs> if I met you, I'd tell you, you's a bitch. <laughs> I don't want nothing to do with that. I don't, I don't need idiots in my life like that. I've, I've gone through a lot of turmoil in my life to cut out the idiots yeah. and limit my exposure to people who can't handle things like me saying, nah, I don't agree with that. Listen, I, I, I root for the underdog at all times, and I'm just trying to offer pr- opinion and perspective from those people from those people's side because you don't hear from the underdog they get yeah. outshadowed by the money and all of the other things we're just trying to offer a little bit of perspective and if you don't like it this content is not for you because i got more things that's gonna make people mad man <laughs> i mean if, wow Lots. i wonder if any of those people listen to come to think of it i don't know because they, they, they they they'd be they super have. mad there's no way no no way no so if you much more be a, flies there yes let if, me tell you if, you if y'all want... don't listen <laughs> go check our ratchet shit out i was born ratchet <laughs> i'm still a little ratchet I'm a little still a lot ratchet a li- okay thank you for fixing i'm that. a die ratchet <laughs> i love ratchet stuff oh gosh when i see a ratchet kid kicking a dog on the street i'm like ha I remember doing that. Oh my God. You know see, what I mean? Now, now, now you, uh, Ratchet stuff. So no, we lit a lot more fly. You see how she got all upset there? Uh, this is why <laughs> there's two different podcasts and we don't just have <laughs> my lovely wife on, on come to think of it at all times because we really let the opinions fly over there. Oh yeah. And I feel like those type of people who unfollowed because we, we supported not forcing women into something uh, to do with their bodies. Mm-hmm. I feel like they couldn't handle come to think of it. No, no, no. Because no. if you go over to come to think of it, you're going to be offended. If you're you sensitive. You get the whole opinion. The you... whole story. Mm-hmm. The whole truth. Mm-hmm. The whole opinion comes with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about that dental plan. Oh, God. I'm not, I'm not going there with you. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Either way, guys. It's just, like I said, we're just offering other sides aside from what's the mainstream conversation um, just trying to give you a little bit more in depth for why people think the way they think or why people move the way they move. I'm super open minded. I accept people for who they are, how they are, whatever that is. That's for sure. I mean, you're stuck with me now. No. <laughs> Before I was stuck with you, I was still open minded because that's just who I am. I accept people as they are. And look where it landed you. I know with this, your whole psycho ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, like I said, it's just about offering a different perspective and if you're willing to listen thank you for listening if you still don't agree that's okay definitely thank you for listening still uh, yes and if you're offended that's okay too yeah <laughs> thank I, you for I, listening i'm offended that you're offended uh, so we're even i'm not offended that anybody's offended i i feel like this is a platform to speak my mind and to say you know things that i that i feel need to be said the things share the things that need to be shared and, and uh, you it, know. if you've got a platform and you've got people who are willing to listen to you, why wouldn't you? Oh, my what goodness. What kind of person does that make you? That is the thing. And I, I, I forgot who I said that to this week. It might have been Dawn. See, I mentioned Dawn again. Uh, it might have been Dawn. Shout out to Dawn. Uh, this is for I feel like we. if I have a platform to bring awareness, I'm going to use it. And I'm taking advantage, full advantage of that. So to all the As people that enjoy listening thank you yes thank you thank you all whether you agree or not thank you all even you know what and that's the and thing that's from too. tommy oh mm, mm, check that out right that's the thing too it's okay for you to not agree you're not going to agree with everything we say i don't it's agree life. with 
majority of the things that Tommy says. Kidding. <laughs> no, no, I don't agree with him at all times, and, and he knows that. But yeah. that doesn't mean that I don't respect. Boy, do I? Whatever. <laughs> no, doesn't mean that I don't respect his opinion on certain things. We, there's certain things we got to agree to disagree about. There are the things that we agree agree about. It is what it is. We're two different people. We come from different life experiences, so we're not going to view everything the same. But that's part of what makes our relationship interesting because we're different. We see things differently. We can talk about things and still come together because look, we married. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I see you looking at your finger. <laughs> Which finger? You know, you know, the one with the thing on it. That one? That one? No. <laughs> see, you just gave me the middle finger. You're so rude. Oh my God. See, I got like a little freckle right there. I thought that's, maybe that's what you were That's not a to. freckle on your finger. Oh no, that's a hair fault. That's not a hair fault. Yo. You want a closer look? No. <laughs> <laughs> You heard that, guys? Uh, I did man. it. Always <laughs> slapping me. That's fair, because I'm always slapping you. In Are a different you? way. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that, because people yeah. will be like, is he abusing her? No, he's talking about the taps on the booty. Anyway, with all that, thank you for listening to this week. Thanks uh, again, guys. Be sure to tune in next week for more things that might annoy you or not. Um... Uh, and if you want to be annoyed, be sure to tune in to come to think of it. They oh, are yeah. back. My guys are back. We are trigger so, happy over there. Oh, so. they, yeah. And listen, when you go over there and you listen, just be prepared. Listen with an open mind. Definitely don't blame Heidi for what you hear. No, I ain't got nothing to do well, unless I was on the episode. Yeah. I have contributed to a scumbag pro tip or two that I don't usually get credit for, but here's what it I, is. I, I, I've, I've contributed a few. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh but um definitely go over there and take a listen they're back all new stuff tons and tons of content that you know like i said didn't hear the final edit but i know what's over there being discussed and uh very excited for them so check us out yes tommy and samad are back make sure you add the boo there too (laughs) (laughs) anyway guys see you next week take it easy now coffee cream and combo is hosted by heidi and tommy Brent. Email us at coffeecreamandcombo at yahoo.com with any questions, comments, or suggestions. Join us at Coffee Cream and Combo on Instagram or Dead Savage on Facebook. Be sure to visit us on our website at deadsavageproductions.com. Coffee Cream and Combo is a Dead Savage production. Outro by Bree. Bye!